Welcome to the Rod of Iron Podcast, Fundamental Baptist, breaking down discussions, dogma, and daily events. I am your host, Pastor Bruce Mejia, First Works Baptist Church, and I'm joined by the fundamentalists of our church, Brother Adam Kanzari, Hightov Macy, and Marco Sanchez, and we got Brother Ulysses Hernandez, our evangelist, at the board. Looking forward to a great episode number three, not two, three. And we're going to be discussing a variety of topics. We'll probably get into this matter of... Asian hate is a is a popular uh, uh, hashtag today, and so we're going to be discussing that. Uh, going into the what really makes a society great, or what was it? Civilization. A civilization advanced, right? That's what we're talking about, and we'll see what what other topics we get into. And so, looking forward to tonight. First and foremost, how are we doing, guys? Doing, doing good. Good. good to be back. Awesome. Good to be back, right? You guys got, took a little break from the Rod of Iron podcast. Little backslidden, little little going way Just backwards. Little, little bomb slidden. Little heifer like. <laughs> bomb slidden. Yeah, little bomb slidden. <laughs> bomb slidden. <laughs> I have a kid now. That's that's different. You have a child. Yes. Right. Adam's a dad. <laughs> Call CPS. <laughs> I gotta cut that out now. His name is James. He is. James. James Adam. James Adam, Kanzari. He's a happy little boy. He's a he's a happy feller, little rascal. <laughs> he laughs a lot and cries a lot in the service. Yeah. Or no, no, not cries. He he cries out loud. What? Do you, what's the difference? He, he spares not. I'm not saying he's like weeping. He's just like. <laughs> I I actually I actually despise racism because it does exist to a certain extent. I'm not gonna say it doesn't. Racism does exist. You know how I know? Because I grew up around racist people. <laughs> Again, got kind of quiet in here, dude. <laughs> it's true. There's racist people in our church. I'm looking at two right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's just misappropriated hate. I don't think there's really any such thing as racism. So I think the definition people just don't of know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, we're not racist. There's I think no prejudice, such thing right? Races. Yeah, what do you define as racism? Prejudice. There's one human race. There's pre- people who are prejudiced. <laughs> it's just some races are better than others. <laughs> no, I just I don't not- believe that no, crap. No. I just notice patterns. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's stupid. That's so stupid. Patterns. What is that? <laughs> yeah, well, he say he used to say certain <laughs> certain races. He would say. Have certain patterns because they're saying like black people have never done anything. But hold on a second, Malcolm you know, X. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. The There's been plenty of black people who were Bible believing Christians that I guarantee have won more souls to Christ than most people who say that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So there you go. Because in Christ, it doesn't matter. See what I'm saying? Uh, man, you like, see, that's what I mean. It's just like it's so stupid if, when what, they try to seek patterns yeah. and all these cultures are more, you know. Well, hold on a second. You're putting, you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I mean, there are some cultures that are more. I don't think it's more of a racial thing, more of a cultural thing. There are some cultures. Yeah, I that think are it's worse, cultural that are worse than others. Yeah, but people don't. But worse they don't than say what? culture. That's going to be subjective. 
Let's talk about like yeah, objective but point, things. But at this point, it's like kind of synonymous at that point. Like, like it, if you're of a certain race, there's a very high chance you're going to belong to that culture, even in America. Mm, I don't agree. America with that. less and less. Because there's black people in Guatemala who aren't like the black people here. Well, the, yeah, obviously they're not. Okay, well, you just made a because, but because the black culture here is different than the black culture in exactly. Guatemala. Because I'm not talking about Guatemala. I've never yeah, been but to Guatemala. but people, what he's saying is black people in general, mm. and that's what people say. They say black people in general. They're saying just they're putting every, all black people together mm-hmm. when, they, when they make a statement like that. No, I don't but that's not that's true. true. Yeah, because like the black people here aren't like the same as the black people in Africa. Yeah. Well, how about this? <laughs> black Christians are different than non-believing. Christians. Blacks, or yeah, blacks, that's yeah. retarded, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, different hell. <laughs> Look at Maury. Yeah, Maury's black. He's doing great things for God. Yeah, yeah. And how right? are we different as Christians? We're supposed to understand that there's very little difference in in people, and it's just kind of across the board. It, it, it has nothing to do with whether you're black or white. I mean, if we're talking about white people build more things, over here, bro. <laughs> white people build more like cities, mm-hmm. like cities and, and, and the banks <laughs> that take advantage of everybody. Yeah, that's the Jews like, that built that. Come on now. <laughs> the Jews are white. Or are they what? black? They are white. Jews are white. <laughs> Jews are Polish. They're white. I used to live in Bixby Knowles. Yeah. Right next to a synagogue. You see a bunch of Jews yeah. walking in and out of the synagogue. They just look like white people. With red hair, and who's to say like and funny is, curls? Is, is building a building like what determines whether somebody's better? According to these people, it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, civilization is like the marker of success to them. Yeah, and it's not for a Christian though. It's not. And civilization is it still determined by like building things like cities? <clears throat> yes. Why? That's what that word means. Oh really? Just building cities? I mean, having like a civilization. Is like having like a functioning society, right? But a functioning society is not necessarily like building. It's buildings. not. I don't think it is. Why would it be? Well, like we'll just look up the definition of a functioning society. Like takes a lot more than just being able to build things. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but North that's, Korea. But that's part of it. But that's part <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah, North Korea is a great example. <laughs> they have a bunch of big buildings with like no people in them. Look it up, brother. Uh, <laughs> They're just cardboard. Yeah. Brother Evangelist. Like from the outside, it looks real, but there's nobody in there. Yeah. As Dennis Rodman. What does he say? <laughs> Social and cultural. Social and cultural. Yeah. And it shows a picture of the pyramids. <laughs> and I like, see how it says most advanced? It's like. What? So that means buildings. <laughs> no, no, but like, if you compare country, if you take, if you put that definition to countries now. Yeah, zoom in. No, just your mouse. Just go like this. I think it's you Command can't. Z. No, wait, you could Command finish, Z. Finish what you were saying, though. There's a huh? magnifying glass on the top what? right. Defining civilization. If you yeah, if, if you were to take that definition to like modern day, you would say that the most civilized countries are countries like America where we're, we're technically the most socially advanced, <laughs> we're the most culturally advanced. But then if you compare that to less socially and culturally advanced countries like the ones in like Southeast Asia or like the heart of Africa, there is more civilization here than there is in places <clears throat> like that. Right. That's what now, that why is means. that? What, wait, hold on. Why do you think that is? I think it's because of Christian values. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, again, at the end of the day, the main element that's missing in these uncivilized areas is Christianity. Yeah, I mean, Christianity is what pr- improves um, a society, not the color of your skin. And it's not just, it can't just be one generation. It has to be generation upon generation. That's why. Of Christians. Of Christians. Yeah. Of like a Christian culture so to speak 
And that's why, like, you can have maybe have one generation of Christianity, but if it gets snuffed out in, like, an uncivilized country, they're not just going to keep going down that road. They're just going to regress. Like, you have those, like, tribes in, in the Indian islands and stuff like that who are, like, have less technology now than they did in Genesis with Tubal Cain and stuff like that. They regressed. They didn't keep going forward. Well, you think of, like, England, for example. Mm-hmm. And England had, used to have, was, like, the hub of Christianity yeah. at one point. They were sending out missionaries, but now it's like become like this godless nation. Yeah. yeah. But you would still consider it to be a developed country just because it has, has generation upon generation. It's reaping the, the, the benefits of, the of previous generations. Of, of its ancestors, basically. Yeah, spiritual wealth. Well, spiritual wealth versus just carnal wealth. Right. And the thing is, like with Southeast Asia, the reason it's so underdeveloped is because of their acceptance of Buddhism mm. and the rejection of. Christianity, and if you look at like the heart of Africa, or like you have like a lot of voodooism and cannibalism and and hardcore hate, like animism and all this stuff. Yeah, so it's it's they're actually really similar when you, once you like kind of break it down. See, I agree with that, but there's people who say that it's 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 not it has nothing to do with Christianity; it has mm-hmm. to do with the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, I just don't understand that concept. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. there's actually another parallel i'd like to draw like where people talk about like the um the islamic golden age and like Mm -hmm. the middle east and north africa what's interesting about that is that prior to muhammad and the expansion of islam places like north africa were like majority christian and a lot of places in the middle east were very very christian you had like the assyrians and the assyrian orthodox church and all this stuff and obviously we're not going to point to them and be like these people are christian but they still had sort of cultural christian values in a way and, of course, there were probably believers in the Middle East, but they weren't part of that Orthodox church. Well, I mean, you think of, like, Genghis Khan, for example. Yeah, exactly. All, and, his, all and his, his emperors were historian and yeah. stuff like that. And his uh, empire expanded mm-hmm. over many, many areas of the world. And he's, like, responsible for a lot of, you know, uh, the modern or the modern advancement of, like, literature and just different things. And yet he wasn't a Christian. He wasn't necessarily a believer, but he had believers within his empire. And that could be the reason why. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of the same thing. With he the, accepted Christianity in his society and he embraced it, but he just wasn't a, he personally was not a believer. And that's kind of the same thing with like the Islamic golden age is what historians call it. Is that, you know, like the hub of mathematics and science and like philosophy and all that stuff at one point was the Islamic middle East coming out of like the Islamic conquest of Muhammad and like the caliphs that followed. But in a way they were reaping all like the, the sort of spiritual rewards that they've kind of accumulated from their ancestors for like 600 years. It, there, there, must be an ex- there, there must be an exception to that rule, though. But after that, the Islamic, the, it, like the Middle East, after the Islamic Golden Age, kind of like <clears throat> spent, spent its like power. It just went. It just there went must be an down. exception to that rule because the Roman Empire, for example, was a very advanced society, mm-hmm. but it was godless, though. Mm-hmm. And it was almost the opposite because then when, when Christianity was integrated with um, you know, the Roman beliefs, the pagan beliefs, it actually began to decline, didn't mm-hmm. it? And they actually created a really false religion that made it worse. Well, though, I think I think with the Roman Empire, it's or like, yeah, with the Roman Empire, it's a bit more complex because at that point, it was kind of like all the people who kind of sprung up out of it, weren't they weren't pagans. They were Christian sort of nations, like like a lot of these Germanic tribes and stuff and then that invaded. And then you had the... Um, a lot of the the like the Visigoths that settled in Spain and then in North Africa as well. A lot of these were Christian nations, and they were a lot more advanced than Italy was. Mm-hmm. So in a way, they kind of reap the rewards that maybe like of like 
a century or two of Christ Christianity in the Roman Empire. But obviously, but well, obviously I'm just saying like the Roman Empire, Empire just in general, like when we talk about buildings mm -hmm. and the, their advancement as a society, I mean, it was pretty advanced. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're like basically the world power of that day mm -hmm. and technology of that day or whatever, but they were just godless. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I would say like that's almost like an exception to the rule though. Yeah. Right? I, but I wonder if that, if that since, since like you had like, you know, the four empires of like Daniel's vision. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was kind of directed by God because, you know, you had the Babylonian empire, which was godless. You had the Persian empire, which was pretty much godless. And you had the Roman empire, but they all fulfilled their role in like God's plan. So maybe God allowed well, too, it. Well, I think sense. also because of the Roman empire, you had all these roads where the gospel would be able to yeah. uh, be able to reach different people all over the world. So he kind of basically permitted them to advance yeah. uh, in order that the gospel would be able to be propagated mm -hmm. in the known world at that time. And same thing with like Babylon, for example. Yeah. He allowed them to expand to punish Israel, but also <clears throat> to give us stories yeah. and lessons and stuff to take from. Well, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just kind of thing. So mm -hmm. it's just like the, for them, it was like a political advancement, but God saw it as a means to propagate the gospel. He saw it as a tool for the furtherance of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for Rome, you wouldn't have all these roads where, yeah. where I'm sure Paul was using and others yeah. were using in order to go get the gospel to different regions. And that was even you know? after, like, Paul, this was for centuries and centuries. Like, the roads didn't go away after, like, mm -hmm. Bible times. Like, they were even used to go up eventually up to, like, England. Obviously, yeah. you need a boat and stuff. But, yeah, like, for centuries and centuries, it helped Christianity. You guys ever seen a Roman map, ancient Roman map of, like, no. different roads? It was so weird. It's like a horizontal map. So it's like, you know, you, you lay out a map. See if you could look one up. It's like the Roman ancient map. And, um... You know, it's like today you have a map, you roll you roll it up or whatever, and it's just like a square map, and then, you know, you have all these roads. But theirs would like, it was like a really thin, look up uh, like a Roman scroll map or something. And um, it was like a scroll, but it would extend super far, like, I don't know, a couple hundred feet or something like that. Oh, and I then, think, is, is this what you're talking about? Like yeah, that's it right there. This thing? That's the way the map was yeah. like laid out. And it's like the, the roads would go either left or right or something like that. Just right-click the image and open in a new tab. There you go. That was like their atlas. <laughs> and then click that. Click that. Ancient world alive. Click it. Click it, bro. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to click it. I'm clicking it. Just forget it. Just forget it. Go, 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 to, go, go back to Google. Yeah, just look at that. I so mean, ultimately, what defines an advanced civilization? It's not just the buildings. It's well, obviously, from a Christian perspective, an advanced civilization is, an, is a civilization that has God as their Lord. Yes. Happy is the people whose God is their Lord. Correct. You know? And so, you know, yeah, it's like that. That's what it looked like. It's kind of weird. But, um, you know, it, it, when... And I'm not saying that the nation is Christian, but they adhere to or believe in the true God. You know what I mean? Even if they're not saved. And also like you cultural Christianity. The, cultural Christianity. The leadership? Yeah, I would say that. Yep. You know, I would say that to a and certain I'll, extent. Or or even if even if the leadership doesn't necessarily, they're not saved, the but they adhere to Christian principles and ethics. But I think that'll come Like, for example, our, our government is almost set up from a biblical, but there's a, a biblical very foundation. very fine line. It. Because ultimately, like, that nation has to decide or or the people within that nation have to decide who do they serve. Yeah, well, because that nation does not serve God, although they kind of uh, cherry pick certain things from the Bible or biblical principles. Ultimately, there's going to be a fine line that's drawn. 
Well, that's what the word. I think if if you uh, just yeah, just yeah, to finish ahead. off, if you don't go with the Lord at the end of the day, I think you have like a big catastrophe um, in your future. Well, he, here's what I think. I think a nation who has God as their Lord will be blessed of God, but God will allow. Like when a nation has God as their Lord, it's for the purpose of that nation seeking after God as individuals, as a nation. And so what happens is God begins to bless that nation, right? And the goodness and forbearance of God should lead them to repentance. That means churches should be popping up. Preachers should be popping up. Souls should be getting saved. But, and, 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 and God's word should be propagated. Yep. But once that begins to become like minimized and undermined, and and God and people begin to curse the God of of the Bible, and blaspheme Him, and just kind of go away from God. Then uh, the wicked shall be turned into hell, and then all the nations to forget God. I think that's always been the case from the Old Testament to the New Testament, which is why in the New Testament we're a spiritual. Well, even in the Old Testament, we're a spiritual nation. You know, we're spiritual people. So just labeling like the United States or even like Armenia, right? Armenia would be the the people who would say, look, we're a Christian nation, but that nation is going to hell in a handbasket just because you say, hey, we follow. Yeah, but, but but we would we would judge that according to the Bible. Like we would look at them and say, are they a Christian nation? Precisely. Do they have in the, I mean, do they have Bible believing churches that preach the word of God? Are they seeing souls saved? Like we can say that of America. Yeah. We like could look I, at America and say, yeah, America's pretty bad, but America still has like Bible-believing churches where there's pastors that are thundering forth the truth. It's so the most Christian being, nation in the world. Yeah. Or like the most Christian uh, I'm not place saying in what India, people say about themselves. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying but what India is not a Christian nation. Yeah. I w- I'm not saying what people say about themselves. I'm saying what the nation actually is. And you know, you, you look at the fruits of that nation. Like are are people are soul owners being sent out? I mean, America's still sending out missionaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's moochinaries, but there's still missionaries that are being sent out that are legitimate missionaries, even from old IFB churches and stuff, or or even from non-denom churches, I'm sure, that are going out. And so I think America's still making that considerable effort and can be considered a Christian nation in the sense that, you know, we still have Christians being reproduced in America and being sent out. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can't really say that of Armenia. Because even, even though they claim to be the first Christians, or even if they claim to be Christians now— you know they're, they're orthodox. They're, yes. they're pagans. But even, even 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 if that's true, like it is true that they're orthodox and they're pagans, but they still have some remnant of cultural Christianity and like the rule of law. And because of that, because they've had like ancestors for millennia that have followed that, you can look at Armenia and you can look at a place that doesn't doesn't have yeah, that history. But and there's that, like a, a yeah. stark contrast between true. It. But that advancement will only get you so far. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Start yeah. yeah and we're, we're talking at a basic level, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like Armenia, Armenians, I'm sure, are very, um, you know, I'm sure they have morals. Yeah. Right? I mean, to a certain extent. We're not, we're not, <laughs> hold on. We're not, I'm not saying, I'm not so. saying they're, they're, they're excellent It's deteriorating, people. for sure. Yeah, but I'm saying like, okay, in comparison to these pagan nations, you would say Armenia has a, a, a level of morality there. Rule of law. Rule of law. They have I, laws. I don't. I don't think so. I. Th- I think on paper, yes, and I think every nation. Do really they think murder is wrong? I mean, but every every man. I mean, you don't necessarily do have they to be think, Christian. Do, do they think adultery is wrong? Like in a lot of these like pagan nations, that stuff is accepted. Like in a lot of places in Africa, yeah, faggotry is accepted. A man will go have like many wives. He'll sleep with like a different yeah. woman. Do they believe in polygamy. Which is why I say it'll only get you so far. 
but I think like the damnation of some like a place like that, a nation like that, where you kind of ride on the coattails of the name of Jesus. But then at a certain point, when it comes to salvation, you just draw the line and you don't want to go. Well, it's, it's like Nineveh. Your damnation is going to be greater. It's like Nineveh. Nineveh was on their way to hell, so to speak. And, and I'm sure there's people there that were actually saved in Nineveh. And, you know, God was going to destroy Nineveh because he was sick and tired of them. And he sent Jonah to go preach to them, right? And tell them, tell them about the wrath to come. Not so that the nation could be saved, spiritually speaking, first and foremost. He went there so the nation could just be saved, period, from the wrath of God. And what happens is when you have a nation that repents of their wicked deeds, which is exactly what they did, they repented in sackcloth and ashes, what happens is it becomes fertile ground for people to be saved. Because, you know, someone who's repenting in sackcloth and ashes is humble, and, you know, you have to become be converted as a child in order to be saved. And so when a nation accepts all manner of evil and wickedness, the hearts of the individuals of that nation will become hardened to the gospel sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even on to like it, third and fourth generations. And, and yeah, exactly. And and what happened with Nineveh, in my opinion, is is they got they got saved as a nation, not spiritually, but they got saved from God's wrath that he was gonna pour upon them. And that made them that made them uh candidates for individual salvation. And a great example of that is Belize. Or Cyprus, even. Yeah. Yeah. Belize is like you know, those people were right for the picking when we went, and I'm sure they're still receptive towards the gospel. But it's no coincidence because when you go talk to the people in Belize and you ask them what's yeah. a really bad sin, they're like, adultery is really bad. Yeah. Like, when have you heard someone say that in America? And then just, I, You rarely hear the regular, the, the average Joe Schmo saying that adultery is bad. Didn't you also say that they, they know the Bible? They know the Bible. It's like the Ethiopian eunuch almost in yeah. a way. They're thirsting after that righteousness. They just right, need a, and there's just a bit saved. of light. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's important that uh, a society, and I'm not saying that it makes them a Christian nation, but when they have like a sense of morality and they claim to get it from the Bible, mm-hmm. it could, you know, make them candidates for salvation or it can turn them the complete opposite, just like the Jews mm-hmm. in Israel, where they became pharisaical, self-righteous. Uh, they became inclusive. They weren't getting the Bible out to, to, to other nations and God had to basically replace them. It, you know? Isn't that also the case? Did you go to Cyprus? Have you ever been to Cyprus? No, I want to go though. But isn't it pretty receptive there? Yes, despite it being like Eastern Orthodox, just like Armenia. Yeah, right. So I did, so like I think that's a good example. Like if you if some if a someone just went there who spoke Armenian or something like that, I'm sure it'd be just very until similar you, to Cyprus. And so you got you have the element of like the one thing you have to, to one thing that you have to take into consideration is the element of the pre, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Because you have like a nation like Cyprus or Armenia or Greece, for example, that uh, the Orthodox Church has a pretty strong grip of that nation. Mm-hmm. And if you were to give the gospel to that to that particular generation, they would be very unreceptive. But then the next generation that comes after them is very sick and tired of the Orthodox Church, and they reject it, which basically makes them open to the truth. So I think that's what's happening in Cyprus and Greece. And that's why Pastor Anderson and his crew were able to get so many people saved. But the people that got saved was like the younger generation. It wasn't the older people. It was the younger generation that grew sick and tired of the Orthodox Church. So I think there's the element of like the next generation, you know, kind of rejecting and resisting the traditional view of 
you know, Cyprus or, or Greece. It's 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 interesting that you talk about that because like the last generation, I think, in a lot of oh, Eastern check the cameras in a lot of Eastern you Orthodox. Yeah, I think this should be good. Okay, yeah. this one good. Yeah, yeah. All right, will you start over? Yeah, I think like where you're talking about how like a lot this this last generation in those countries has really embraced the Eastern Orthodox Church because if you look at countries that are very Eastern Orthodox like Armenia, like Russia, you know, they're very mm -hmm. Eastern Orthodox. I think a lot of that is our reaction to communism, which mm -hmm. was like explicitly godless, explicitly atheist. So it's when like they their knee jerk reaction Exactly. To so when they come out of that, they hold on to the the closest godly thing they have, yeah. the thing that looks like godliness, right. which is the Eastern Eastern Orthodox Church. But obviously it's not actually godly, and yeah. the next generation is realizing that. Yeah. So That's true. What I've heard from my parents' generation is that I'm though, sorry, wait, wait, before you say that, you're an example of that. Because your parents are Orthodox, right? Well, not really. I mean, they say they are, but then when you question them, they're they're not. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what, the, what I'm saying is that that's what they adhere to. Yeah, they they took that identity as like a response. That's what they identify. As. I would say maybe half, because what I was gonna say is coming out of um, communism. Not my my parents' generation. Some of them don't even. They're like disenfranchised with Christianity. Period. Because mm. it's sort of like, hey, God, you know, where were you when all this happened? Mm. Just like the Armenian Genocide, they like to say that. Mm -hmm. You know, where was God? Why did all this happen? If there was a God, this wouldn't have happened. Wow. So, That's rough, dude. <clears throat> it is of the Lord's it's mercies hard. that we are not consumed is what should be said, right? But they don't say that. Yeah. Why'd you have to whisper like that? <laughs> I know, all dramatic. I was like freaking dramatic. Should I cry right now? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Where were you when I was like, bro? I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> hey, you freaking irritated me every time you drink your drink. But isn't it crazy? I like, hear the ice. It's a me or him? No, him. Oh. When he drinks, it's all it's all right now. Yeah, when you drink it. Oh, snaps. I hear it. Oh yeah, I see, it. I can I, hear I, it. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds weird. I like it. Keep doing that. Oh, dude. No, mm. that's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's an <like> ASMR. <laughs> yes. We should do like an ASMR podcast one day. Oh, we should. Just like mic'd everything. Like, all right, here we go. You guys ready? Welcome to the Rod of Iron Podcast, Fundamental Baptist Breaking News. Talk about daily events. I'm your host, Pastor Bruce Media. First Works Baptist Church. Joined by the Fundamentalist. I like Tom Macy and Adam Kinzari. I like it. Marco Sanchez. What's up, we got Ulysses Hernandez. So uh, you're a dad now, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that's, awesome. yeah, love that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Dun, 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 yeah, so about, about Asian hate. <laughs> we should keep that in. So some of you guys, some of you guys haven't been around over the last uh, couple of weeks, and uh, you took a little bit of a break, but now they're back. I was going to say with the vengeance, but uh, you should not avenge yourselves. Without the God. Yeah. Hey, I believe in vengeance, just not for me to execute vengeance. We need to let God avenge us. <clears throat> and so. I always thought it said vengeance is mine. <laughs> so basically. That was a commandment. <laughs> Marvel's wicked. Yeah, there's more people we got to pray for. I almost got jumped on Saturday at the Sewing Marathon, man. Sodomites oh, yeah. trying to jump me because I'm preaching the gospel. They recognize me on the news. Just another day in the day in life of an independent fundamental Baptist preacher. Well, more specifically, a new IFB preacher. A new IFB preacher. <laughs> yeah. We should make like a documentary about like a day in the life of a new IFB preacher, like a 
That'd be cool to like do like a little series like that. Yeah. Like just follow a new IP preacher all day. What he does. <laughs> Man, I would hate that yeah, actually. That, that would be like, that's like that's like MTV or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's up guys? Welcome What's up, to guys? my church. Welcome to my crib. Yeah, yeah. welcome yeah. to my church. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> this is the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my evangelist right here. <laughs> Yo, say hi to the He's camera. He's at the computer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Why is he looking up Asian hate? <laughs> it's real. Yeah. This is the this is the, the horse trough. So, All right, now we're um, going to Canes right now <laughs> <laughs> for the fifth time today. <laughs> they know my name. They know my special order. Help NYPD hate crimes. I did. Wait, let me read this. Help NYPD hate crimes identify this individual. They want to talk to him about the assault of a 65-year-old woman during which, uh, which anti-Asian statements were made. This occurred just before noon today near 43rd Street and 9th Avenue. How old is this post? Uh, it's, from, it's from yesterday, March 29th. Can oh, you play yesterday. the video right there? Attack on Asian women in Manhattan as bystanders watched to be probed as hate crime. Asian lives matter. So this is a new thing that's going on now. Um, hashtag um, Asian lives matter. And it didn't begin with this. It began with something else, right? A man basically shooting up a massage parlor. Three massage parlors. Three massage parlors. I think in Atlanta is what it was. So tell us a story about it. How did, what what specifically happened? So essentially this guy, I don't know if he's a crazed individual, if he's like has well, demons. Obviously. Or, or if he has demons or if he has like he's doing it like sober-minded for like vengeance. But basically, he was going to these. He was he was he was frequenting these Asian massage parlors, probably for uh, you know prostitution, yeah. right? Um, and unfortunately, that's what they're known for. So, what 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 I think happened is he was probably frequenting these places for the, their, their services and stuff, and he got scorned somehow, or he was offended somehow, or something like that. So he went over. I think this was in Atlanta, and he just three different Asian massage parlors that were like miles uh, within each other, and he just shot up all of them. I don't know exactly if there was any death count. I think some people must have died. But now the media is kind of portraying it as um, an Asian hate. Like he did this because he hates Asian people. Yeah. Right. But I don't think that's really the case. Right. I don't think anybody's really out there, you know. Yeah. If he like, was going to like those massage parlors to get like a service. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's it. That's the case. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what's the purpose behind this? What is the agenda behind this? What do you guys think? Keep turning people against each other. Yeah, just radicalizing, people. polarizing people, radicalizing people. Yeah. Divide and conquer. Yep. So, um, and then you have this this most recent uh, event that took place, right? Pull, pull that back up, brother um, Ulysses. Bring it up, Jamie. Where a 65-year-old lady got was beaten or something? And did they, did they know why it happened? What's the what's the deal? That's the problem with I can't read that fast. That, that's the problem with just reading the headline. Like, let's you play the video. Turn up the volume. There's it's a TTV. There's no. Oh, volume. okay. Basically, that's the guy who supposedly did it, right? Is that him beating her up? <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> it's yeah, OJ. yeah. The problem with headlines is that, for, especially when it comes from New York, mm -hmm. it's it's it's. There's there's a lot of information missing, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the, the L.A. Times article about me. How about that one? Yeah, exactly. Well, what what does it mean that he beat her? What does it mean that you know it's a hate crime? What does it mean that he said anti-Asian stuff? Like, there's there's a lot of stuff that could be inserted. Yeah, into and this. I'm not saying that he didn't do it. It says woman punched kicked on way to church. Okay, so you have the video right there. That's the lady. Oh man. 
I mean, was this just oh man unprovoked? Oh, was this just un- unprovoked? Like, what is this? Well, obviously that's super wicked. Yeah, that guy is a piece of beating crap a woman who needs to. Yeah, <laughs> that's evil, man. He's probably out of his mind. Yeah. Probably what a on, psychopath. Probably on some sort of. Well, you know what I mean. Influencing drug or something. And I'm not saying you know, I, the guy probably does hate Asians. We don't know. What's the deal with this guy? You know, uh, but it, I guarantee you, stuff like this happens all the time. It's just not being covered. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, um, I remember one time my mom uh, was at a stoplight, and um, she was going home. This is years ago, and. S- this lady was like driving in front of her and then all of a sudden the lady stops and my mom stops she's like what's going on the lady gets out of her vehicle and just starts like going off my mom and she's like slamming the hood and cursing at her and just going crazy and um like she's trying to open the door and my mom's like locking it or whatever and she's just going off on my mom and uh, she came home, and she was just like, this lady just did. And, I, you know, I was young at that time, and I was I was boiling. I was boiling. And I was like, why did she do that? And she was like, I don't know. These aren't normal people. No, no normal person just acts like that. Yeah, but you know what? My, my mom didn't even say, like, oh, she's being a racist, you know? <laughs> she just thought, like, this lady was just out of her mind or something. Mm-hmm. Or she mistook her for something, or she had road rage. Maybe my mom cut her off or something like that, or... She felt like maybe she was tailgating her. You never know. There's people out there that are just crazy, you know. But the one thing that didn't come to my mom's mind was like, oh, she's she's just racist against Mexicans or something. You know? Well, they're just hijacking the the narrative. Oh really. yeah, because yeah. they didn't even like, catch yeah, you guys. So how do you know it's because of racism? Well, I think I think too. Like when there's like an incident which happened at the at the massage parlor, they're gonna capitalize on that, and then you can look for whatever you want to find. You know what I mean? Like it, it was like okay, we got to find every Asian crime that's being committed because there's you're gonna find one. If you want to find crimes against Mexicans, you're gonna find it. Yeah. You want to yeah. find crimes against whatever, you're gonna find it. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that they control the narrative, they can emphasize whatever they want to emphasize. Yeah, they want to blow up and look but for why all the crimes Asians that are being now. Yeah, I don't know why Asians. Well, the reason is because like last year in 2020, with with when COVID started, um, you had. Uh, Trump saying like the China virus. Oh, and that's right. It, they're calling it the Hong flu and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and they're saying that was racist. The Kung flu. Yeah, the Kung flu. That's what it is. Isn't so, that interesting? That but when that happened, it wasn't like I mean they were making a big deal about they it. They were, like, yeah. But it wasn't to this extent though. Well, I think it was building up to it. This is like if they found like a new thing to capitalize on, right? Yeah. And they're saying so this though that so that rhetoric that Trump was saying about like the Hong Kong flu and like China virus and China sending their viruses here or whatever. <laughs> You know, they're saying that like, oh, that rhetoric now has caused like people to hate hate Asian people or whatever, yeah. or like to go out and do stuff like this where they just kick some random Asian lady in the street for no reason. Yeah. But that doesn't really make any sense because, <laughs> because yeah, because like, it took like a whole year. Nothing on yeah. the news makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, the news is just garbage. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just a tool of the higher ups to be able to promote their agenda and to um, manipulate the masses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, so. it's the same thing. It's something interesting about this anti-Asian thing or like Asian lives matter is it's really similar to like anti-Semitism in that like Jews are very, very well off in America. Mm-hmm. They don't like they help each other out. They're all pretty rich. 
Like, it's very rare to find a poor Jew, right? You know what I mean? I've never met one. Exactly. And it's kind of the same thing with, like, Asians. They're, like, up there with Jews. I've been Jews young and, and like old. <laughs> <laughs> and I've not seen the Jews. Yeah. Yeah, baking exactly. bread. <laughs> and um, Asians are kind of, like, the same way. Like, they're up there in the socio, like, economic field. They're all pretty, like, well-off. They're wealthy. So it, it's super weird that they're – it's kind of, like, almost gaslighting. They're saying, like, oh, Asians are so oppressed, just like these Jews. But, like, these people – these are the people who are well-off, who are wealthy, you know, carnally, obviously. And it's, like, how can these people at the same time be oppressed and be, like, pushed down and be hated but also at the same time be, like, wealthy and have influence and all yeah. this stuff? Like, so many CEOs in America are Asian. Yeah. Well, here's the A thing, lot. too. is just, like, when we got our church bomb, no one said it was – I mean, no one said that it was, like, a racist crime against me. In fact, exactly. they they said I was like a white supremacist yeah. somehow. They're gaslighting people. They're gaslighting. Even though my skin is brown, I'm Hispanic. You're Your last name's Mom's Mejia. Hispanic. My last name is Mejia. My first well, name is Delphin. <laughs> They're just like, oh no, it's not. He's a hate preacher. It was like, I mean, how come no one out there is saying that it's a hate crime? Wasn't yeah. Biden a race? So Trump was really accusing Biden of being uh, kind of in bed with the Chinese, right? When it comes to oh, yeah. like finance, finances, and, and business. So son. maybe what he's doing <laughs> is trying to bridge the gap between China and America by making us kind of sympathize for the Chinese or something. Mm. And then we don't really... And then he's going to hit us with something? I, Some I sort of know. deal that he's making with them? I don't know. I know. Are the sanctions like off because of it's China not for, now? It's, no. it's not for anything that we're seeing this now. I mean, there's there's got to be something to it. They're there's good? some underlying... I just reset them. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me let me read this know. thing about this. What this? It's really funny. Read it into the mic. Uh, <laughs> one second. Why are you laughing? It's just funny. What? What's funny? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. Just the direction. <laughs> so this is this is a uh, an article by like a local publication about the bombing, and they say Mejia is more like these fascist preachers than not. Christian nationalism is marked by the fusion of militant Christian supremacy with white nationalism. And though Mejia is undeniably brown, his appearance doesn't... Oh, yeah. Undeniably? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So I'm undeniably, undeniably brown and what? But your spirit is white. But, but you have a... You have, you're like mixing in militant Christian supremacy with white nationalism is what you're doing. And Did on, you then, know that? And then, it, and then it continues. And then it continues and it says, so Mejia is undeniably brown... His appearance doesn't foreclose the hey, potential. Hey, that's racist. <laughs> the potential for fascist leadership. So you're a white supremacist fascist brown. brown. <laughs> well, I don't I don't deny that I'm a Christian supremacist for sure. Yeah. I'm definitely a Christian supremacist. <laughs> yeah. So and yeah, then, I'm not like, gonna deny that. This but is the undeniably fu- brown. Hey, I kinda hey, well, I mean <laughs> he's more brown than I am, man. Can you like uh, Alex Jones called us a Hispanic Baptist church? Mexican, <laughs> Mexican Baptist, Baptist church. church. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he says a Mexican <laughs> the brown the Mexican Baptist church. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Are you Mexican? I'm, I'm cool with being Mexican. I might, might as well be. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Southern Californian, so I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> A variation of white supremacy that some theorists term multiracial white supremacy appears to be emerging. <laughs> and, appears to be emerging? And Mejia exemplifies the type of figure that this political movement places in leadership positions. Anybody with any kind of uh, <laughs> IQ or sense would read that and be like, dude, this is hilarious. A... <laughs> um, uh, 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 what do you say? Oh, uh, undeniably brown white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like that guy from uh, from Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, the, the black blind KKK leader. Yeah, yeah. 
That's basically you. That's me right there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Multiculturalist white supremacy and the substructure of the body. See, you read something like that, and that's when you close the tab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're like redefining words, man. Yeah, of course they are. It's gaslighting. It's like making you think up is down. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they're good at what they do, though. You know what I mean? And, and But I'm saying... It. To the stupid people, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the to the fools who who believe this nonsense, but it's great though because when they when they write things like that, we want intelligent people in our church. We want intelligent people to follow us, and and or not even just intelligent people. How about people who may be simple minded but they have common sense? Yeah, right. S- simple people who have common sense would read something like that and be like, "I can't make sense of it at all." But th- but this is obviously really dumb. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going for the next generation. They're going for the kids. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's what universities are getting know. them. They're getting them yeah, too. Yeah, they are. That's what universities do. The universities are just pumping these people out. By the way, speaking of universities, are aren't they like kind of shutting out Asians from going into these Ivy League schools because they say there are too many? Yeah, that's it's they're that's not gonna, so, that's And at true, the same though. time, <laughs> and at the same time, they're like, "Oh, there's Asian hate, yeah. dude! You're hating Asians by not letting them like succeed naturally." There, there was like there was like one story about that in Harvard. But that's that's what that's kind of what I was talking about. These these Asian people are like in Ivy League. What do you schools. mean these? Asian- <laughs> no, that sounds racist. <laughs> Asian people in America are in, in these Ivy League schools, and they're and they're CEOs succeeding. Of, yeah, they're. Su- God, I mean, praise God. I mean, if hopefully they succeed and also turn to God. But yeah, that's obviously. That's I have a really sister-in-law happening. who who um who was born in China. She's from Dalian, China, and her her parents work for the government. They say it themselves, we're a people of the republic. Mm. And she came to Los Angeles uh, to to basically, you know, go to school, (laughs) go to school and everything like that. But um, and she had a friend who was Chinese, obviously, and he came from China and he got saved. And then he ended up inviting her to church and she came and she got saved. And then she ended up marrying my brother-in-law, you know. And she loves the Lord, and you know they're, they're raising a godly family, and she's completely rejected communism and and all that and that mindset, and she's taken on a Christian culture, you know. And so that's the purpose right there, you yeah. know. Hopefully, these people who are carnally wealthy or worldly wealthy, hopefully they get saved and use that wealth for God. Yeah. But typically, they don't. Yeah. Well, I've known I've known some some people who are wealthy. And they 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 have the smarts, mm-hmm. and they've gotten who've gotten saved, and they start living for the Lord. Do you remember Pac? His name is Pac from from Pacific. Yeah, the um, needle doctor or whatever. That oh, was he a needle doctor? doctor? <laughs> needle maybe doctor. Good, maybe that's not a good example. <laughs> or like, I don't know if he was a needle doctor, or maybe I'm just being. I racist. just know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you are being racist. He was he was a massage parlor on the side. <laughs> he uh he was a KJV onlyist. Yeah. And um, he was a he, doctor, though. Yeah, sure. he was a doctor, but he was like hardcore. And he, you know, he, he didn't speak English well, but he loved the King James Bible. And he would also he would always tell us like, oh, he was Korean. I think he was Korean. I might be mistaken. Maybe Chinese. I don't know. He's Asian, but he he would often say like Koreans are not saved. They're not saved. He goes, you go to he goes most Korean churches in this area. I guarantee you, they're not saved. They don't have the right gospel. They don't pe- they don't preach it right, and they don't use a King James Bible. I mean, he was hardcore, you know. But that's a good example of someone who's yeah. serving the Lord. And it, hey, it can happen. Amen. You know, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of weird cults that come out of Korea too. Have, have you noticed that? Yeah, like the Mother of God cult, and then yeah. there's also like the Faith Union family thing, and then the Moonies. 
and stuff like that. What is that? The Moonies were the, this 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 group that still exists today that followed followed this guy called like Sun Young Moon or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. But there's like a lot of weird Christian cults that come out of Korea. <laughs> Isn't that anime or something? It's like <laughs> anime for little girls. Anime. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know, there's guys who watch that. I know I one guy in this church who watched that. It's not Jason. <laughs> Michael Kasimov should be on this show. He knows. No, oh, he knows. A lot he does about better it. writing. <laughs> he should write the script. He's a for teacher. This show. Most teachers are good at writing, except for Adam. C- comment down below, Michael Kasimov. You don't like writing. You told me yourself. No, but he knows writing? a lot about what Asians. Do you, mean do you like to write? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Hold on. Do you you do like to write? Yeah, I think he so. loves. You, do you people. like writing articles? Like, can you do that? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good to know. I like that. Most teachers do. I went to well originally when I went to college. He's like, I actually have a book. <laughs> it's on. It's on, on Audible. Book. It's uh, how to be a father. <laughs> <laughs> Day one. Yeah. He keeps crying. <laughs> hey, speaking of books, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm rereading a book called uh, Atomic Habits. That's the book. <laughs> Buy it. Some of y'all need that. I've heard of it. <laughs> Some of y'all need. I get book. that a lot at my. Uh, what this book? Yeah, that, that book. This book is like super popular. No, I'm, I'm saying like what it talks about about like habits and addictions. Like I experience that every day walking by like by like this beautiful fridge at work. You work at boot. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. It's basically. It's a. It's a book on habit formation. And there's another book uh, on habit formation, but it's called um, it's called the habit. Oh, look it up, Yulai. Uh, it's by Duhigg. <laughs> it's called habit. There you go. The power of habit. That's it right there. What's his name? Charles du- Charles Duhigg. Charles Duhigg. I got. I have that book too. It's not the best one though. And it's fairly long. Most of it is a bunch of stories of people who, you know, have changed their habits. I would say Atomic Habits is a better book. And I promise you, if you read this book, you'll like it. Okay. Because it talks about the fact that, you know, a habit is is basically your brain's solution to the problems that you face each and every day, like the challenges you face. So what your brain does is it basically, it creates habits so you don't have to expend a lot of energy into making decisions because it rather just put the full amount of energy into one specific task. Mm-hmm. So what it will do is it'll, it'll just make sec- things second nature sometimes. And that's, that's good. And that's bad. It's bad because you can form bad habits. You can form <laughs> bad habits like eating too many cupcakes, cookies, uh, Red Bulls, you know, things of that. nature. Yeah, that's true. Cause like I've been doing like cookies every night. Like See, and here's the thing. There's something that you're doing that's that's sparking. There's a cue because it says it, it, he talks about in the book how there's uh, a cue, craving, response, and reward. So there, it's it's not necessarily the cookie you want. It's the feeling that it gives you once you eat it. Yeah, it makes me feel Some tired kind of, so yeah. I can go to bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I don't have that, I feel empty. It's like this. It's like people who smoke cigarettes, they don't. They don't crave smoking a cigarette. They crave the feeling that a cigarette gives you when you smoke yeah, it. That's why they say like, "Oh, I'm so stressed out." Like the I sense of accomplishment, yeah, of it. Well, maybe, 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 yeah, the reward. Mm-hmm. It, it, maybe it spikes the dopamine. 
Uh, well, nicotine feel better. Nicotine has like some effects, like psychologically, yeah. not psychological, but physiologically or whatever. Like it gives you, it gives you, it's a stress reliever, kind of yeah. like, kind of like other. Yeah, but here's the thing: when things. you first smoke a cigarette, it's probably not. That's probably not the case. Yeah, well, it's you're the same like thing, choking. Same thing with coffee. Like the first time you ever had a coffee in your life, it was probably you probably didn't like it. But it's that it's, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, it's like. You had the coffee and then you didn't like it, but hey, it gave you that caffeine kick. So you're like, I want to go back to that. He did he just say like I didn't like coffee when I drank? <laughs> that's typically that's this typically is, the reaction. That's why people drink bitter things this because is a they have a reaction. Thing. This is a strange thing. <laughs> but he talks about the habit loop, and the habit loop is basically a cue, and the cue is a trigger, uh, is a trigger that the brain receives to initiate a behavior. You know, and you know, you think of like television, for example, is filled with cues. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just commercials that flash things at you that is like, hmm, I want that or hmm, I need that. You know, and you know, uh, and we're creatures of habit. And so, for example, when you wake up in the morning, one of the first things that I do after I wake up is I drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I drink coffee because I want. The feeling of, you know, being awake and having my mind sharp as I read. You know what I mean? It's associated with like some kind of accomplishment or reward. A reward. Yeah. Yeah. For waking up. <laughs> Getting up. The best yeah. part of I mean, waking that, that's up, a, that's a lot it's of it. Folgers like, in your cup. Some people like <laughs> they'll get out of bed so that they can drink the coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why that, 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 that motivates them to get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Is the cup of coffee. Yeah. Society's preferred drug. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. A and drug. It, and you know that? what? And that's how you can actually it make it. Drug. That's how. That's actually how you can break bad habits too. Because if, um, you know, you have the habit of getting up in the morning because you want to drink a cup of coffee, then what that tells you is like the inversion of that law, would be that, if there's something that you're doing that you that you want to stop doing, a habit that you want to get rid of, you have to make the cue just completely hard. Yeah, still like wake lo- up like in the morning. Lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about waking up here, Hike. You need to wake up, bro. Okay. I actually watched a video on that topic about how willpower, <laughs> like trying trying to resist something, like trying to resist the temptation, like a cue, it's not gonna is way mentally more taxing on oh, you yeah. than just getting rid of it entirely. Yep. So, like the example this guy used is he's addicted to playing video games. So what he did is he bought this like little bot like lockbox on Amazon that you put his video game controller in yeah. for like two hours or three hours. So it's literally impossible, and it's on a timer. So it's literally impossible to get in there without him breaking it. Obviously, he doesn't want to break it. The thing was expensive. Yeah. So he literally removed that temptation, made it impossible. So don't, like if you want to like kick a habit, just remove it. Don't yeah. don't, don't try to be like strong. And you make it attempt- hard on exact- yourself. Yeah. Because resistance towards something that you don't want to do is is only a temporary fix yeah like you could only resist something for so long it's it's a it's a limited when uh, it's right there it's like a pool yeah. it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a bucket you have like a bucket of willpower and right. if you run out of it right then it, you're only supposed to use it sparingly when it's absolutely necessary yeah. what you're supposed to do is what the bible says which is make no provision for the flesh yeah to fulfill the lust thereof you know what i mean <clears throat> you know you gotta like put temptation away from you yeah and so, and then when you're play, when you're put in the place of temptation, deliver us from evil. It's like at that point you have to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's when you use your willpower. Yeah, and that's one one thing that he said is that basically the way you get rid of a habit, a bad habit, is you got to make it really hard, you know. And you know, for example, and there's there's all types of things that like uh, formulas that you can use or whatever, where it's like, um, let's say for example, 
you know, you want a, a cookie. <laughs> you know, you want to eat a cookie or whatever. And, but you know, you have to go like, you need to go start exercising or running five laps or something like that. Well, you basically reward yourself and say, well, after I'm done running five laps, then I'll have the cookie. Mm-hmm. And now the desire to eat the cookie triggers you to go run because you know at the end of that five laps, you're going to taste the cookie. It's like getting up out of bed for the coffee. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What are you laughing at, dude? <laughs> so the way Marcos <clears throat> is paying attention like so deeply. Maybe you should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should be paying attention too. <laughs> he just told me he had an issue with cookies. Yeah. That's why he was like paying such close attention. So I went to from cookies. Now I'm eating cookie crisps. <laughs> what is that? What it's a cereal. Oh, it's just heck? cookies. It's just a cereal. Of, yeah, and yeah. you know what? Some habits, some habits you just don't want to kick. Why, why kick them? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but I'm saying if it's messing with your life, if you feel yeah, like your it's family, just like... That's why I don't consider coffee a drug. It's not messing with my family. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the criteria <laughs> for drugs. Coffee helps. Coffee. I love drinking coffee when I like Coffee's going to help me with my family. Hey, <laughs> drinking coffee, coughing, drinking coffee and reading your Bible is great. It's the best thing ever. It's awesome. I like to read my Bible. I and can't then, and then when, you, when you get that nugget of truth, you take a sip of coffee. Yeah. You're like, that was good. <laughs> that was good, Lord. But yeah, it's pre- it's really interesting, and you know, there's things called habit stacking where you can add habits and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is like you got to make it unattractive. You have to like put it away from yourself, and then it gets to a point where you know, because because people are naturally lazy, so you have to use the your natural laziness, your natural inclination to be lazy, mm-hmm. for your benefit. Like I'm just too lazy to go sin. <laughs> I'm too just, lazy to go eat, get that cookie. Or basically, you have to outsmart yourself, like your subconscious. You have, to, you have to think two steps ahead of yourself. You don't have yes. to outsmart yourself. I it's mean, not a matter of outsmarting yourself. I'm not smart, no. <laughs> bro. The, the, we're not freaking. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, we don't have split personalities here. Okay, <laughs> you're basically no, what but you're you doing. have your subconscious mind, and then you have your conscious mind. But then you have to you have to use. I guess the he's, conscious he's, conscious mind. Drown, mind. he's drowning. <laughs> no, I get, I get what he's saying. It's like to you, override what your subconscious watch wants to do. You have like the system one and two is what you were talking about. Like yeah. the one that forms habits and the one that's like consciously like, right. Don't do this. Well, that's the end game. Mm-hmm. But previous to that, you have to work your way to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the way you work your way to it, cause you're conscious of your temptation, obviously you're conscious mm-hmm. of what you want. I don't. Th- the, I, I don't think so. Always, because like that's what subliminal messaging is, and like advertisement no, but, and stuff. Yeah, like that. but you were now at that point. You're getting pretty deep. Yeah. I'm saying like he freaking knows that he likes. But cookies. it's the same, <laughs> <I love> cookies, <laughs> right? I, yeah. I'm talking about that. Like you I know like your desires. <laughs> you know your desires. So, and here's the thing. Obviously, you have to know what your temptations are, or else how are you going to change your right. habits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to know what you're tempted with. You understand? So it's not necessarily like a brain hack. It's more so training your mind to form a new habit and get rid of an old one by making a temptation hard to get. And you're using your lack of effort, you know, cause here's the thing. Sometimes we won't do things because of the amount of effort that it takes to do it. Mm-hmm. And so if it requires too much effort, it's like, I'm not going to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And there's this guy, this is an example. It was just like, he would watch too much Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. So what he would do is he would take his TV or whatever and he, unplug it put it in the closet close the closet put a bunch of stuff on there and so like you know he wanted to start running or i can't remember what it is he wanted to do but then he's just like man i want to watch netflix it's like ah, it's, take, it's gonna take too much yeah. to take the tv out set it up and because it required too much effort 
he got rid of that habit of watching Netflix or something. And then he would just exercise during that time. Dang. So it's, it's basically saying like, <laughs> what? I said, I said, not for me. Like if I, if I don't have any cookies at home, I will literally get up at, like, at, like at midnight and go to 7-Eleven and go get cookies. I'll well, come past seeing land. Well that's, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. The cue and the reward is what you have to figure out. Yeah, what, what is making you, bringing you to that temptation? Nighttime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you want to get tired, so you have to figure out a different way to be tired. So you have to mm. stop. You see it. what I'm saying? Yeah, I see that it clicked. At midnight, you have to be asleep and not awake. Your body wants a cookie because it makes you like drowsy, makes you tired. Yeah, because that's really what you're looking for. Because after I get home from the gym, I just want something like sweet. Yeah. You know? So like, but that's just an addiction. That's another addiction to sugar. Yeah. Which is another drug, <laughs> basically. Here we go. Yeah. I was telling Joshua the other day because Joshua was asking me, he's like, is it fun being an adult? I'm like, put it this way, man. Like, I can go, get up at midnight and go to a 7-Eleven, go get cookies if I wanted to. That's like the <laughs> highlight of being an adult. Yeah, that, that's like a different adult, bro. <laughs> he needs to ask like an actual grown adult with, who's married with kids. He's about to get married. <laughs> like, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> Try that when you're married. Dude. Yeah, you can't do that when you're married. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Cookies. Why are you asking? <laughs> Dad, are you gonna, Dad, are you going to come back? <laughs> is it fun being an adult? What do you want? <laughs> the, the what do you want from 7-Eleven? <laughs> the proper answer should have been, life's not about fun, son. It's not about having fun. You should have said it just like that, too. Yeah. Kids life's about friends. when you grow old, when you become an adult, when you start getting older, you want to serve the Lord. Well, I about did, accomplishing things, I about did achieving. Him, I did tell him that later on, though. But I mean, like, <laughs> why? Well, I, I mean, I, that, that's what I meant. Having cookies is important. That's what I meant by cookies. <laughs> cookies was an analogy to yeah. serving the Lord, basically. Yeah. Going to Seven Eleven was like going to church. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cue and the reward, is what you got to figure out. But I mean, if you if you feel like cookies aren't destroying your life, then <laughs> have at it, dude. I'm not diabetic yet. <laughs> I'm talking about things habits that no, are just yeah. destructive. Like energy drinks, yeah. like ha drinking a a crazy amount of energy drinks is uh, very destructive. Dude, that's another one I got kicked in. <laughs> I have one like every day. Dude, you gotta you before gotta, I go to the you gym. Gotta drop that, or maybe just do it like once. It's funny because like it doesn't even do nothing to me anymore. I just yeah, do it. That, that like, means you gotta kick it out. <laughs> if I'm, it doesn't do anything, I'm drinking 300 milligrams of ca caffeine like before, like a couple hours before bed. <laughs> There's some people in our church who can't go to sleep without caffeine. It's like it's too far at that point. You need to, you need to quit. You talk about your wife? No. Who told me their wife is like that? Someone was gossiping about their wife. Was it you? <laughs> I, I was talking about. <laughs> How's the camera? Good. Good. What's that government psyop where they kind of show you the Queen of Hearts and then you go kill someone? What was that called? MK Ultra? MK Ultra, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I don't, I, you just activated it. Really, <laughs> it's like it a, really boils down to that. What? It's like a <laughs> word that they say that's Because those are the cues. You. <laughs> when you're talking about like that's advertising. That's like mind control, bro. Well, what do you think advertising is? They're not feeding you LSD. That's what MK Ultra did. 
They like well, they it, like it, fried your brain with LSD and then okay, you but it's it's the same path. You what? walk down this path. No, and it's then not you, the same. I think because, so. I think it is. No, because I'm not like oh, because there's subliminal control. Yeah, but those people are not like Queen of Hearts or activate. It's gonna just spike my dopamine if I go kill someone. It's like, dude, we're talking about things that like like you feel a sensation, a sense of reward, a spike in dopamine. But that's what they do. They'll torture you. Um, and who? Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. That's <laughs> no, right. I forgot, I forgot that part. I torture those, myself when I won't. <laughs> no, they, they torture. This is why I think like some that's victims, more mind control. That's more wait, like abuse. I, I get, I get, but the, then it I get leads the down parallel. To, it's making. the same road. I get, but it's, it's different. It's because, like a lighter version. Well, I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but I'm saying it's the same road. It kind of leads down to that. But that's different because they, they remove your capacities to think like we don't. Well, I think what they do is they remove your capacity to judge what what is right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, they fry your brain with all whereas, sorts of drugs. Whereas, well, it's not really the habit. It's the reward. <laughs> it's just on the yeah, it's, it's the, the reward. reward. But it's the same thing in advertising. It's a reward. And it's the same thing like in MKUltra when they torture a guy for 24 hours and then they don't, that don't part becomes the reward. <laughs> That's why victims fall in love with, you know, their kidnappers Stockholm and stuff. Because, syndrome. Yeah. That's yeah. Stockholm syndrome. But that's not the same thing as a habit, though. It's not the same thing. Okay, yeah, but not a habit. habit. The reward. What? But the reward part is the same, not but what the habit it, part. But what is the... What is the reward for those who are in Stockholm... Have Stockholm Syndrome? There is no reward. I don't there, know if it's called a, Stockholm Syndrome. It is called Stockholm Syndrome. But when someone who falls in love with, with, their, their, with their captors, that's called Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Or their abuser. No, but I'm talking about, yeah, like somebody who gets abused by a certain person, right? And then that moment where they're not abused or that certain time of week becomes or day... Becomes the reward? Becomes the reward. But it really just goes back to reward and the subconscious. Maybe, maybe that's the like the psychological mind. thing behind it, but like it's not the same as the habit. I don't think so. No, it's yeah, too. but I'm not ta- again just not talking about a habit. I'm talking about the reward. Well, we're, that's where we're talking about habits because the reward is built into the habit. That's how we even started talking about it, right? And the, I'm and just the, saying and, it's the and, same and path and with like that same road. And with that, there's no cue. There's no temptation. It's like a completely different like psychological like category. Yeah, you know what I mean. <clears throat> I think it's like just a different. Let's just yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> but then okay, hold on. There there are steps. It become it 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 kind of transitions into the advertising thing, where they advertise to you and you become like this. But that happens dog, right? But that that happens first. The te- it's the cue is the advertisement, and then that comes the temptation and the reward. It's it's like backwards with like a battered wife syndrome or something mm-hmm. like that. It's completely different. So, anyways. Um, it's a great book if you want to learn how to develop good habits and break bad ones. And you know what? It's really good for, like, for example, like the Christian life. If people struggle to read their Bible, if they struggle to pray, um, if they struggle to, you know, have, get some spiritual discipline in their life, using this habit loop actually helps with that. You got to create a habit. Because, you know, I've known people who literally have a lot of successful habits, like good habits, and they don't really put a whole lot of effort into doing it because of the fact that they have this system down. And um, there's certain times, I mean, all of us have a habit that we do that's a good habit. And you, we would say, like, we don't really put a whole lot of effort into doing this specific thing, which is something that we just naturally do. It's like it's like <clears> going <throat> to church. Like, you, you don't wake up Sunday, well, for a lot of people, I assume, yeah. you don't wake up Sunday, like, consciously being like, Oh, do I go to church today? Or right. Not? It's if just you, if you've been doing it for years and years. You're like, oh, it's Sunday. I well, go how about to this? You know, if you go to a specific location frequently, if you drive to a specific location like church frequently mm-hmm. or any other place like your job, you take a specific road. Yeah. 
And have you ever had that moment where you get on the freeway, <laughs> and you, you reach yeah. there, and you're like, wait, how did I even get here? Yeah. yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. Because your brain knows as soon as you get on this ramp, it already knows what to do, and it goes into, like, that secondary Autopilot. mode. Yeah, and then you can th- you think about other things. You're even, you're even switching lanes. Yeah. You know where the exit is. But your brain's doing it, but you're not necessarily even – conscience yeah. about it and when you get there you're like how did i even get here that's helpful mom <laughs> <laughs> so you're just kind of it's it becomes like muscle memory you yeah. know what i mean so it's literally like the neurons in your brain forming those pathways yeah so exactly your brain can focus on the, its energy on something else right i'm still forming that pathway getting here i have no idea what it's so far out. <laughs> it's mine's already embedded now really? when it comes coming over here like in, initially i was just like oh man this is like so confusing. I, I'm like looking at my phone. I'm yeah. like, where am I? But now I literally, I can just listen to a book and just drive. And then I already know exactly, like I just okay. get there. I, I, I depend on Google map or Apple maps way too much. Like to find the best exit and stuff like that. Hmm. I got to stop doing that. Cause sometimes it works against you. Oh yeah. It takes you on city streets and there's like a billion red lights and you're like, this is taking longer. I hate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, back in the day, they used to use like the Thomas um, Thomas Guide. Thomas yeah. Guide. That's crazy to me because I didn't start driving until like Apple Maps or like Maps are well established. I can't believe at like one point people had like atlases and they yeah. Like, I remember my dad, people. You know what? People's brains were like they memorized phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I remember being a kid memorizing like tons and tons of phone numbers. I still and remember it wasn't hard. my old phone it number. It wasn't. It wasn't hard at all. Uh-huh. But we don't do that anymore. No. Like, I don't know. I, I can't even tell you my wife's phone number. Let me just be honest. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just know your phone number because it's just my phone number with two different numbers at the end. That's I think my wife's <laughs> number is almost the same. Yeah. It's, it, but it, I still don't know it. <laughs> is it 2847? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people used to, I mean, like, you know, how do I get there? Okay. Well, you go, you know, you take this freeway, yeah. you get off in the street, make a right. And it's just like people would memorize that or yeah. write a piece of paper and that, they just get there. That's something I've actually noticed about people who live in Los Angeles. You got like people who've lived here for a long time. You guys like know where like the highways are and like what, like the cross section of highways and where this place is. And you like, you were telling me earlier that like, that's right off the 405. Right. And I'm like, I guess, <laughs> 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 but like when I grew up in Vancouver, it's like not like that at all. It's like a completely different like navigation. You pass that maple tree over there, and then you keep going. <laughs> That's what it feels you're like. You see a moose over there, you, okay? They're gonna give you the directions. <laughs> like, and write write a boot when you get <laughs> to the <laughs> when you get to the Tim Hortons. Yeah. Moose. <laughs> he has no antlers, okay? So don't don't look him in the eye. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> he gets he gets the horn. <laughs> he gets mad when you look him in the eye. That's funny, bro. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, they. What did you say? They're basically, the neurons, right? When you cre- when you create a new habit, they've actually um, observed that how neurons actually begin to connect, like new, new neurons. pathways. Yeah. yeah, pathways, and they actually observe the neurons, the, the brains of taxi drivers in, in New York, and they're just so complex. Really? Yeah, because they they just memorize so much. Dang. Uh, you know what I mean? Because you know they're constantly driving everywhere, so they just almost and like a they, map of New York City. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, when they retire, it, they they their brains begin to like die down, like those neurons begin to go away, and they begin to fade out because they're no longer using them. You know, so so it's important to memorize, to learn how to memorize or to memorize scripture and information because it it's good for your brain. You know. It'll it'll um 
It'll help you so you don't get uh, Alzheimer's too. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of people they actually get Alzheimer's uh, after they retire, like a couple years after they retire. After sometimes. they stop kind of using their brain. Yeah, because you know they sit down, they they retire, they sit down and just watch TV all day, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it just destroys your brain. So one sure way to make sure you don't you never get Alzheimer's is just read, use your brain, just constantly exercise that thing. You know. I, I could be a, wrong, but I would think like Christians should never get Alzheimer's because they're constantly reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. If you're reading the Bible, you know, constantly memorizing the Bible, comparing the scripture, Bible, comparing scripture, making connections, preaching the Bible, you know? Yeah. I feel like, mm-hmm. like when you, when you're reading the Bible, like sometimes like during preaching or something, like, like you hear a verse or something, like you make connection, like with another verse, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know if that helps you like access like your subconscious. Cause like sometimes you're reading the Bible and like, you know, just a verse, you've read it so much, it's just like a verse that keeps getting embedded, embedded, embedded. And when you hear a, a preaching, you tie it with that other verse and like, oh, okay, like, that Yeah, and sense. I'm sure, like, I'm sure preaching creates more neuron pathways. Mm-hmm. If you're reading the Bible constantly, because I'm sure as I'm preaching, you're making connections to other portions of Scripture, and your brain is working during that time. Yeah. I mean, I even think sometimes when I'm preaching, there's things that are not in my notes that come to me at that moment. Yeah. There's actually something that's kind of like a swerve of topic, but like there's actually like a hypothesis that um, things like dementia and Alzheimer's are actually like a, a form of type three diabetes. And there's wow. like a lot of studies between um, insulin resistance and insulin spikes and the development of Alzheimer's disease. And people who have type one and type two diabetes are way, way more likely to have Alzheimer's. Wow. It's like it's like magnitudes. And so there might actually, this is kind of like a completely different time, but there might actually be like, um, because it like Alzheimer's is kind of like a recent, uh, so to speak, like it's last like maybe century. It's kind of a recent disease, you know? And if you look at like the eating habits of the last century as well, it's got, it's gotten a lot carb heavier, a lot mm-hmm. sugar heavier, refined sugars and stuff like that. So there might be a, a connection between, yeah, those. it's a hypothesis. It's like, <clears throat> it's still coming out. There might be a connection between insulin resistance and Alzheimer's. Because they don't really know where Alzheimer's comes from yet. There's mm-hmm. still like a kind of gray area. Technically. Mm. Like they know what it is, but they don't know what it, what develops it. You tired, Ulysses? <laughs> he's getting tired. He's getting, we got to get going because he's driving me home and I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that with two shots. Oh, man. Hey, you should be getting sleep now, though. You're getting sleep now, right? Hopefully. It's working full time. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think that's it for tonight. Is there anything else you guys want to mention? Marcos is getting married May 1st. Yep. Excited for this guy here. Yep, finally. He's the last <laughs> one of the Postmates to get married. Amen. Postmates? It was like a little group that we had. It was like the post-trip, pre-wrath, rapture mates. Is that the one where you're all like squatting with like... <laughs> no, no, that was the, that was the, the tour group. Uh, Postmates was actually Brother Marcos, me, Ulysses, Alex, and David. Alex Berea? Yeah, Alex Berea. Yeah. That guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's cool. Shout out to Brother Alex Berea. He's, he's going to be a dad soon too. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. true. Yep. 
All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to call it a night. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rod of Iron podcast. Make sure you hit the like button. Put a comment in the section below. Share it with others. And if you want to listen to just the audio, you can listen to the full episodes on Spotify. And we will see you in the next episode. Dun, 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 d